everyone. This is Tim with Online Big Blue, bringing you the best of New York Jack Sports Talk and our Tim. Monday, Monday. What a stinker. The stream was awesome, though. The, the video before that was awesome. I'm not going to pat myself on the back, but I'm going to pat myself on the back. The stream, if you had missed it, I told the Dominique Wilkins story. We had an appearance by Baby Saquon and Batman. It was awesome. I'm going to attach it down to the link and, and wherever else it needs to be. But, uh, you know, we, we are now stepping away from the game. We are, we are a little under 24 hours of, of the debacle against the Rams. And, and there's, there's, there's things to talk about and there's, there's things to address. And you, you, you want to you wanna just bash everything that the Giants did yesterday or didn't do yesterday. And then I was thinking of uh, the movie Apollo 13 and the scene where uh, Ed Harris plays uh, Gene Cranston, the mission control coordinator or guy that runs mission control. And Apollo 13 is falling apart. And he, he asked this venerable question. Can we review our status here, Cy? Let's look at this thing from a, uh, from a uh, standpoint of status. Uh, what have we got on a spacecraft that's good? I'll get back to you, Gene. And that's the thing we have to figure out and think about. What do we have on the Giants that's good? Because there's so many bad things. There's so many ugly things that, that, we, that we can address from this team yesterday. The defense, you, you want to blame the offense, the offensive line, everything else, Daniel Jones. And for, the, and for the idiots in the comments that say, well, just two weeks ago, you said Daniel Jones is the greatest quarterback and you love Joe Judge. Evidently, you don't listen to this show. I have not liked the judge hire since day one. I said Daniel Jones' 400-yard game is not a career. It is a game. Look at Timmy Smith in the Super Bowl for the Washington team. Never said it, guys. If you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna throw shit out about me, get it right. The Giants secondary, man, how poor is that secondary right now? They allowed an 80% completion rate, 11 first downs, six gains of 15 yards or more, and two scores and two scores on 20 coverage targets. Excuse me, on 20 coverage targets. They pretty much did whatever they want. There, there was a play, I don't, I don't know if you remember, where Love and McKinney on, on Cooper Cup's touchdown basically just kind of ran, ran into each other and fell down. It was like, hey, Mo! <laughs> it, was, it was funny, but I, I guess it was funny, but not funny. It, it, was, it was a terrible showing. And if you want to break down the offensive line, yeah, the offensive line, Devontae Booker didn't have a terrible game, 12 carries for 41 yards. Daniel Jones was sacked four times, two fumbles, which are his fault. Uh, I'm not gonna say it was his fault, but he's got a lot of the ball. Three interceptions, which were his fault, and seven quarterbacks hit, and not a lot. And he was running for his life. Well, he he needs to get rid of the ball quicker, but we're not gonna get in there. Nate Solder wasn't good at all. Leonard Floyd Floyd just big, basically barreled by him for that strip sack. And and the funny thing is, Matt from Connecticut was probably even worse than Nate. <laughs> Uh, and when Corey Cunningham got to play, that, that's not a good thing. It's not one of those things where it's not one of those things where uh, who hasn't played yet. Everyone's got to play. Everyone's got to play Lisa Quarter. Who hasn't played yet? And then we find out that again that Andrew Thomas goes down, and I, I think it's more of now a a understanding that how important Andrew Thomas is to this team, how well he has played in the first four games. It's it's. You know, 
you you just you just don't get it. You just don't you just don't understand it. And can we and can we get into can we talk about Leonard Williams for a minute? Does this man have such a weak fortitude that the booing bothers him? They do bother me, honestly. Obviously, we're in our home stadium. I don't want to hear boo. I don't want to be hearing boos from our own fans. I understand they have the right to be upset as well, but because they come to see you put up on good football in the field, we haven't been winning today. But at the same time, I don't know. I don't like it. Oh, boo, freaking who? This is the thing I warned people about in reference to him being with the Jets. Leonard Williams is not a winner. He's a Leonard Williams guy. He plays for Leonard Williams. He plays for the money. Ergo, he played well in his contract year when the majority of his sacks, I believe seven of them, were coverage sacks. And the sack and a half he had yesterday were coverage sacks. And he wants to be upset that the people are booing him. Oh, oh no, Leonard. I feel so sorry for you. Why don't you take your 20-something million dollars a year and get the hell out of here? Because I never wanted you. I never thought you were any good. And honestly, you're just proving it. And now you, you, you have the audacity to say, it does bother me. They're booing me. It does bother me. Play better. Get your defense to play better. You want to sit there and celebrate your sacks with Dexter Lawrence? But you know what? You lost a game. It's called scoreboard. That's what we used to say. Especially when people would, especially when it was the end of the game, you were blowing someone out like 42-17 and they're, and they're jumping around like it's the greatest thing ever that they just made a sack. I used to just point to the scoreboard. Go, scoreboard, that's what you need to look at, Leonard. And that's your biggest problem. You play for Leonard Williams. You don't play for the Giants. It was an ugly game. It was another ugly game. You can talk about all the injuries that you want to talk about. You want to talk about Barkley didn't play. Kenny didn't play. Darius didn't play. Tony and Thomas went out of the game. You know, you could say that truly made a difference. CJ Board got hurt on the kickoff, broke his arm, probably after the season. You're out. You're without Blake. You're out. You're without Gates and Shane Lemieux and Rodarius Williams. I mean, honestly, the last couple of those guys really doesn't matter. But you know what? It's always next man up. That is the that is the moniker of a professional team or a college team. It's next man up. Yes, injuries play a part into everything. But injuries did not cause Daniel Jones to throw three interceptions and throw some horrid interceptions. And we've mentioned this a million times before. He should have had at least three or four interceptions in the Washington game. He could have had at least another two in the Saints. He should have had another three against Dallas. So for, for all those that are on the Daniel Jones train who, who have jumped off the bandwagon, don't hurt yourself jumping back on again if he has a good game against Carolina. And, and then I love it because then the fact that fourth and one, you're sneaking Daniel Jones. And this is the other thing I don't want to hear about. Well, the concussion played into the part of him not being able to play well. Really, if that was the case, they wouldn't be sneaking him on fourth and one. Or maybe just Joe Judge is that bad of a head coach. Maybe, maybe that's it. And when you can't get a third and one for Devontae Booker up the field, you knew you had problems. When the Rams stopped Jones on that sneak, it, it, they then proceeded to just reel off four touchdowns in five possessions. To, to just basically, they blew the game open by halftime. You, you can look at so many of these things, but you, you, you can't just be like, I mean, it's just terrible. And you know what? And, and Joe Judge's stupid explanation of we're going to compete for 60 minutes when asked why Daniel Jones was still in the game. It's a tone deaf statement. 
It's an asinine statement. It's a statement that you don't understand how to be a head coach. If you are so concerned about your franchise quarterback, you get him out of the game when you're trailing 38-3. He was off target most of the day, made some really bad decisions, made some decisions that killed this team. But, it, but it's okay, though, because, you know, it's, it's never his fault, according to Daniel Jones. It's never his fault. Daniel Jones, can, Daniel Jones can do no wrong. That's why I love this fan base. That's when I, I saw that the, the Giants were voted one of the worst fan base or the worst fan base. I never did a video about that because I don't care what other people think outside. it. But if you, if you look at this fan base now, reactionary is beyond the word. It really is. And, and delusional is sometimes comes to mind. Not all fans, not the ones that listen to this channel. But delusional, being delusional is, is, is another key factor, I think. What are the Giants going to do by the trade deadline on November 2nd? You figure they're going to have to, you figure they're probably going to get rid of Ingram and Peppers because they're on the last year of the contracts. Uh, Bradbury is not going anywhere. He's got a 21, cap, $21 million cap at next season. Darius Slayton potentially could be gone. But you need to remember that you're going to take, you're going to incur dead cap space money making these trades. And it's going to be cap, dead cap space money that does not come off the books. That's why I kept saying you can't keep pushing the cap space out into 2022 because one day the chickens are going to come home to roost. And they did. They came home to, they're coming home to roost big time. And I've said it before, we pushed all of our chips into the middle of the table. All the chips into the middle of the table and said, this is the year we're going to win. And we didn't. And then for all the people that want to dump Jason Garrett, where, where is the wave of people that want to dump Patrick Graham? He went out and blasted his team. Said it was unacceptable play during last week. He used that term at least, uh, I'd say at least half a dozen times, if, if not more. The defense does not look any better. 80% to secondary lot, 80% completion rate. That's crazy. And, and just, just the thought process, why was Peppers in man-to-man coverage with Cooper Cup in the slot? For all the, the talent that Peppers has, him being a cover safety is not one of them. You were better off with Xavier McKinney. You were better off with Julian Love. You, 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 you were better off with, with anyone else but Peppers. And why was Tay Crowder one-on-one with Henderson when he went split wide? I believe that resulted in a, when was that? Yeah, a 25-yard touchdown. He's not a coverage linebacker. He's a seventh-round pick filling in for Blake Martinez, who's compiling stats. And if you do want to blame Jason Garrett, that's fine as well, because you know what? He, the Giants' game plan seemed to be get the ball to Kadarius Tony. He played six, six snaps. The Giants turned the ball three times. Then he limped off the field. And obviously there was, there was nothing they had in mind after that. And, and, I don't, and I don't blame Jason Garrett 100% for the play calling. I blame him for the execution. And just like I blame Joe Judge, who is now 25 games into his coaching career with the Giants, and he's 7-15. and 15. And he continues to talk about progress and week-to-week improvement. Where is it? I don't see it. 
is he watching a different team? Because I'm watching a one in five team that can't play defense, that the offense is a shambles right now. And you could want to go out and dump Jason Garrett. That's fine. But you should also want to dump Patrick Graham. You should also want to dump Joe Judge. And you should also want to dump Daniel Jones because Daniel Jones is not the answer. And, and I'm not harping down the kid, but he had such, again, another up and down game. And, and it's been going on since Dallas before he got hurt. He started 0 for 6 in Dallas, and he does this. He puts together drives. He has zero consistency. None whatsoever. I think everyone knows that I am a huge Malik Willis fan out of Liberty. I, I, think, everyone, I think everyone knows that. And I still think that he is going to be a top prospect in this draft. I, I know people will point to, you know, that he, he slipped a little uh, on Saturday, uh, probably off, off of some people's rankings. But you know what? He's still a quality prospect. He reminds me a lot of Trey Lance. He, he, and I've said it before, he's got, he's got a little bit of mixture of Kyler Murray with a little bit of mixture of Michael Vick in him. And he is a guy that plays above his talent. And that's the big thing when you're especially looking at a guy from a school like Liberty. You want to see him playing above his talent. And his team has underachieved all year. And he's been a top 10 passer going into this weekend with more, than, with more rushing yards than any quarterback in the country. Now, you, again, like I say, you're going to say it's a lower level, but you know what? It's a process. And if you play above your level, that's what's going to, you should do this. You should do, you should play above your, he's playing on a bad team and he's still playing above the level of his competition. And that's why I like him for the Giants, the Giants as a quarterback. Whoops, I got something coming in. I don't know what the hell that was. Got something coming in here. But he's already rushed for over 600 yards, nine touchdowns. He's also thrown for 1,400 yards under four touchdowns. Completed 66% of his passes. You look at his completion raising, even going back to Auburn, 85, 71, 64. Of course, that was in seven attempts, seven attempts. But if you look at his last year at Liberty, he threw 265 times for 64 yards. I mean, excuse me, 64% completion. 20 touchdowns, six interceptions, almost 1,000 yards, 14 touchdowns, rushing. He's a guy that we can build around. I don't want to make this the Malik Willis show because we'll do a Malik Willis show later. We're going to do that later in the week because I've been, I have been screaming about Malik Willis forever. But you know what? This dumpster fire needs to end. Someone, got to, someone has to get the extinguisher. Somebody needs to take the trash out. It's time to move on from this, this terrible regime. And I, I've seen it on Twitter before when people are like, well, you can't just move on from Joe Judge. You can't change your coach every two years. Sure you can, especially when they suck. Joe Judge has not shown anything that makes me believe that he is an NFL-ready head coach. Hasn't shown me anything yet. I don't know who I'd pick yet because it's too early, and also you need to fire him. I do laugh that people that say, wouldn't it be funny if Jason Garrett became the interim head coach? It's not so funny anymore because the, the, the blame has to be laid on the head coach for this. All you want to say about everyone else, the blame has to fall on the Joe Judge. He didn't make any. He didn't make any of his crazy, any too much of his crazy mistakes that he usually makes. But this this whole fiasco, this this garbage, is Dave Gettleman, Joe Judge, the coaching staff, the ownership, put them all in the wastebasket, take the trash out, and let's start over again. I don't want to hear we were going to play sixty minutes of football because you sound like an idiot. And again, this is Tim with Online Big Blue, bringing you the best of New York Giants sports talk and entertainment. And as always, if you could like, if you subscribe, and that plays in the means, that'd be awesome.